Hey folks, welcome into a dual podcast. Pro Football Ireland <laughs> and the Jeff Rainbow Show because there's that much time in the day. One of the one of the other podcasts out, one of people to have some information in their ears on a Tuesday morning, recording this um, at 10 p.m. Ireland time and UK time for everyone listening in good old GB as well. Uh, and I don't know what the hell time it is over in Hawaii. Jeff Reinbold, uh, apparently your clock's went forward. Ours haven't went forward yet, Jeff. We're Tell straight up noon. I don't think, I, you know what, I'll be honest with you. I don't think our clock's moved, but we are straight up noon today. Right now, it is noon. And I'm going to tell you something, my Irish friend. There is, prior to St. Paddy's Day, there is a plethora of movement in the National Football League. I was getting excited for it. I was, oh my God, is Jeff got some sort of Paddy's Day surprise here? Or what's the crack? Yes, it is Paddy's Day on Friday. So for people on this podcast, RSS feed going, you know, from Ireland, they're like, yes, happy days. Uh, bank holiday on Friday for everyone. So looking forward to it, mate. Uh, Jeff, there's a lot to get through here in such a short period of time. The plan, folks, is myself and Mark on the Proof of Ireland Network will go through the Tuesday stuff. Let's go back to the start, Jeff. So 4 p.m., uh, sorry, 5 p.m. Ireland time, it all sort of happened. But do you know what? Let's um, let's quickly jump into something that happened last night. Jalen Ramsey going to the Dolphins. The, the, the main talking point to me here is, you know, first off is the hell compensation is that? Was it like a third rounder? I'm like, I mean, like... I, I, I fully understand the financial implication of that deal for the Dolphins and they, and I understand that they'll want to offload that, the, the Rams, but I mean, the Rams got a bit of a cut price deal there, didn't they? Yeah, but you know what? Hey, this is business, man. And I, I'm going to tell you something. I give Mr. Ross and the, the organization in Miami full marks because they know right now they're in a Super Bowl window and, you know, they're going to have to compete in a tougher division. They lost a really good corner, and you you got a chance to bring in the best corner, one of the best corners in football, a different kind of corner, a big corner that can play both shutdown and, you know, play across, you know, track anybody you got, play the best receiver, all that stuff. But he's a great tackler. Now, again, he's an incredibly good competitor. Sometimes, you know, he'll step over the line that way. But you pair him with Vic Fangio in that defense, I think that's a great move for the Dolphins. I think it's tremendous. It says all the right things for the Dolphin Nation. Uh, they're all in. They're all in. And we're going to talk about another move that they made, which I think makes a tremendous amount of sense in free agency, the first day of free agency, and that's to go out and get Mike White, the, the backup quarterback from the Jets, who – upgrades your backup we saw what happened two is not going to play 18 games that's not going to happen right so they need a quality backup and i think they saw enough out of mike white and i you know he recognized for him what a great opportunity because he knows they're going to get aaron Rodgers or they're going to get somebody like aaron Rodgers, and he's going to be on the bench again he also knows Tua can't stay healthy, so he's going to get an opportunity, and he's going to get an opportunity with a great football team around him. And I think that's a smart move by the young kid and a smart move by the, by the Dolphins. 
I agree with you in terms of Mike White completely. I, I think it's a very, very smart move from him. And the, the Dolphins have been smart going into this window. And, and I fully agree that they are now looking potentially at, at, at a Super Bowl window opening for them. I would love to sit here in March and say, I, I, like, I want two of the play every game. The problem is, Jeff, and this is probably a discussion for a different show, Depending on the injury that he would potentially, you know, if he, if he was concussed again, there's serious questions that would have to be asked about his longevity in the league. So that's a major issue. Um, I like Mike White. I think it's a good fit. I, I think the offense is is a great fit for him in, in terms of what he can do as a backup. And I think it's a reliable option for him to have there. Gives him a bit more certainty in that position, which I guess nobody in Miami can complain about. Um, the Ramsey move is one thing. But to have him to have that Miami defense and then have Vic Fangio there as well is uh, that's going to be something to see. I mean, obviously, like Fangio is a bit of a defensive god. Um, I think the team, like I understand, they're in this window, Jeff. I, I, I want to see the head coach be given time going into the second year. I, I want to see there be a bit more of an optimism or realism around Miami to, to, to not put too much pressure on them because, you know, we're, we're potentially going into an AFC East with the Jets potentially. at the, So it's 10 o'clock in Ireland here. This could happen either before or after. Um, Aaron Rodgers has not officially joined the Jets yet. Trey Wingo, we'll, we will talk about this in a minute. Uh, Trey Wingo put his neck in the line saying it's happening. But, you know, you, you could potentially have the Jets, Jeff, like that, the Dolphins, and then the Bills, these three teams. And I don't want to count out the uh, the Patriots in any way, shape or form, but you would look at those three and it's becoming a power division almost. So you want to see them being given that time to grow, but uh, certainly things are are trending in the right direction for um, Miami. The, the, the first big move that we got today was uh, between... Uh, well, the first big move we got was the Falcons, but I want to talk about this move with Jimmy Garoppolo, Jeff. Jimmy Garoppolo joining the Raiders. And now, people might not notice if they're new. You know, back in the, folks, back in the day, Jeff uh, looked the exact same in Sky Sports, living it up. The, the suits were on, the tuxes were on. But Jeff, uh, you know, people, people know Big Kev was a... God rest him, was a massive, massive uh, fan of an AFC East team. you got Nate Reynolds that was a fan of an AFC East team. And Jeff was a fan and still is a fan of the of the LA Raiders. LA Raiders, wow. LV Raiders. That's going back a, going back a few years there. Raiders picking up Jimmy Garoppolo, Jeff. Um, what what do you think of that? Like, I mean, like, tell me your thoughts here, please. I think it's a good move. and And here's why. First of all, Here's a guy that knows Josh McDaniels and has played for Josh McDaniels, understands what Josh wants in the quarterback room. That's incredibly important. You also look at the number of games that Jimmy Garoppolo has won in this league, mm -hmm. right? And, and you got to say, I know there's everybody talks about all the things he can't do and the throw he didn't make in the Super Bowl and all of those kinds of things. But in my mind, this is a upgrade at the position. It's an upgrade in the locker room. I think that the Raiders made a good move here. I don't think the Raiders are done. I think that we'll see more, you know, they, because they let Stidham walk. And I think, you know, we, we were talking, and, you know, because all of this is so tied together, 
We're talking about Mike White. Stidham did the exact same thing. He knew that somebody was coming in that building that was going to have a contract that was going to make him the starter regardless of what happened, right? And so, and once this is all over, I'll tell you a little Raiders confidential that I can't disclose until after the dust. I think I've heard this before. I think you've told me this. All right. (laughs) So anyway, when you look at that, Stidham says, okay, I'll go to Denver where they have a a quarterback they're paying way too much money for based on his performance last year Mm. at the end of his career. And I'm going to, I'm going to roll. I'm going to bet on me. I'm going to bet when I get in there and I I get in the quarterback room with Sean Payton and he sees, you know, cause this is a kid with arm talent. This kid can make all the through all that stuff. And if you think that Russell Wilson is going to have private parking spots for his entourage and offices in the building and all of that stuff, you got to remember who Sean Payton learned football at his, at the knee of Bill Parcells. And all of those things tell me that Sean Payton would not hesitate in a second to move Russell Wilson if he felt Jared Stidham could help him win. So I think that's that's another one of those really smart decisions by a young quarterback trying to find himself an opportunity. I'm intrigued to see what happens not with not with, not not just with Jimmy Garoppolo, but that quarterback room in Vegas, uh, especially over the draft. What what could happen there? You mentioned Jared Stidham uh, going to the Broncos. The Broncos bring in Ben Powers from the Ravens. I but more importantly, obviously coming from a biased Broncos fan, but just generally, um, Mike McClinchy. Like great, there is like great like, pickup. Great talk pick about up. talk, but Jeff talk about an upgrade in two positions within a twenty minute radius in free agency, and um, it couldn't have went much better for the Broncos. And now you know you're talking about Wilson there. I mean he he has an office. We, we we spoke to players in person in Arizona that's some were very positive about him, some weren't, and there's there's no point in 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 denying that. You know, people will talk about a player having an office when they don't play well, but what you can certainly say today is that the excuse is now stopped for Wilson. He has got protection there. He's going to have everything given to him. And he's got a guy on the sideline that is ready to pounce if he needs it. But you're, you're buying on what you're saying. Sean Payton will, will almost look at that Taysom Hill opportunity with Jared Stidham. Can he bring him in on the second down or third down when the team they're facing doesn't expect it? I'm not saying it's going to happen every game, but you can see him mix and match and try and work things, especially if it does start off where Wilson just hasn't improved. Well, I, I think that what he's telling Wilson with his actions is you're on notice, right? You're on notice here. I'm going to bring a young gun in. And they're, like I said, you're right. 20 minutes, they got better. Isn't it amazing how the non-tampering window opens and all of these, let, let me tell you something, these contracts are about eight pages long, right? And so these things get negotiated in 20 minutes. You got to be kidding me. So there's been some work done behind the, behind the scenes. And I think that it's really going to be interesting to watch where the Broncos go now. Mm. Where does Dalton Reisner, does he leave? Does he stay? Right. Cortland Sutton, does he leave? Does he stay? What is going to be, what are they going to do? But you can see that there is one sheriff 
in Denver now, and his name is Sean Payton. As we say over here, Jeff, he's not the height of two turf. I met him in Phoenix. Lovely man. He's shorter than me, would you believe it, folks? Um, look, Jeff, we've we've got 30, 35 minutes for this podcast, so we're you know we're not going to get through everything, and there's no point in telling people that we will. Um, going to try and get through the most things here. Javon Hargrave, who for a lot of people was one of the highest free agents in the league, gets a four-year four-year deal with the Niners at only eighty-four million. Sits now with potentially going up with um, Nick Bosa or Armstead on, on on that line, and um, I'd love to be the the negotiator for the Niners because Jeff, how the hell have they pull that off? That is the deal of the day so far, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of monetary value. Thirty years of age in the prime, six foot one, three hundred five pounds in the prime of his career, coming from coming coming from Philadelphia. We'll talk about the Eagles in a second, but. Um, for a guy that's had 23 sacks over three years, 11 last year. This is a hell of a pickup for the Niners who are going through a bit of transition with certain positions themselves. It, huge, 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 huge. Because it gives them an inside pass rusher. And again, you talk about how important that is. Bosa needs somebody inside along with Armstead who can get to the quarterback and push the quarterback and push the pocket and and direct the quarterback because Bosa is going to get enough of them. This is, they are an absolute pack of sharks now. I mean, uh, a Broncos fan tweeted me and asked me when, when are the Broncos going to make a, I mean, excuse me, the, the Niners going to make a, a, a splash. And I said, six, one, 320 pounds, Hargrave jumped in the pool and he made a big splash because you got a pack of sharks coming after the quarterback in San Francisco. Now who's going to replace McGlinchey? That's going to be interesting to see. This thing is really starting to percolate. And I think we're going to enjoy watching this whole thing. Let's talk about those freaking bears. How about the bears? Huh? TJ, are you kidding me? And the Eagles, we knew they were going to lose players. They had to lose players, right? Yeah. It's it's Jermaine, Jermaine Edwards. Edmonds, I mean, and you look at that team and you go, TJ Moore, you got a number one wide receiver. They've improved their, they got three guys, and I'm talking about top level guys, and we haven't even gotten to the second day of free agency. And they got a number nine draft pick, ninth pick in the draft coming up. And, you know, I'm telling you, the Bears are in position. In that meeting room, Holes and Eberflus are just going looking at their roster and putting check marks. Check mark Edwards, check mark Edmonds, check mark TJ Moore, check mark Fields. So now what can they do? And they go out and get an offensive lineman, right? A good inside, inside offensive lineman. So now you start you start doing the math and you start looking at okay. That really frees them up to improve their team at positions where they want to improve or they feel that they're going to have the draft cap- capital available to, to improve. I'm, I'm bullish on the, bear, on the Bears right now, right? It's crazy because it's, it's, you, know, you, you, you talk about what 
the NFL calls this week or calls this few days. I, I refuse to believe that this frenzy will go into St. Patrick's Day. It's not going to happen, Jeff. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't get on Pat McAfee on Tuesday and announces what he's doing, there will be a war. Um, it's the epitome of, of of everything, really. It's 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 the long game for the Bears. You know, last year they got rid of Khalil Mack, uh, Robert Quinn, Raquan Smith. And, you know, we knew at this point last year that there was a substantial project being built. What they have done correct is they have stayed and they've given Justin Fields the keys. They have allowed him to become number one. And he always was number one. But, you know, when you have those whispers around Chicago saying, oh, well, they might they might draft the quarterback. They might do this. But then obviously they put that to bed. And this is actually, ironically, the first time that we've talked about this since um since it happened, so it's good that you brought it up. You know, first off, going and getting DJ Moore, you know, getting the farm for those picks, you have to give it to them. That is a superb haul, not just in the short term, but in the long term with those future draft picks also. Um, and Tremaine Edmonds um, today, 50 million guaranteed, $72 million deal. TJ Edwards, as you said, and Nate Davis, a former Titan as well. And they still have a high amount of cap space. It's, um, it's intriguing when you go into... Uh, division now with potentially Jordan Love and Green Bay. The Detroit Lions will be expecting to be better next season, you know, based on how they've played already this year. Going to be a good team to watch. The Vikings as well. So um, there's never a dull moment. The, the one team that I wanted to talk about, Jeff, as well, um, because I, I think this is a really intriguing one. The Chiefs. The Chiefs obviously you know, declined the tag situation with Orlando Brown. You know, that that that's fair enough. That, that wasn't expected. But um the Chiefs spent relatively big last year. And this year for me, for the Chiefs, was very much in terms of uh, not, not you know, painting over the cracks or anything like that there, but making smart, informed choices in free agency and getting certain players that they probably felt were smart choices for them. And um, getting Jawan Taylor from the Jaguars, 60 million guaranteed. Um, I think that raises eyebrows. Like, do you think that's too high or do you think when you get Andy Reid and he can maximize anything it's like yeah whatever I mean he's, he's obviously got talent but it's high compensation Jeff for a team that is trying to not watch the pennies but be you know frugal in their management of certain now, let's, players let's talk about Juwan Taylor because you know here's a guy that in his rookie season much was expected of him and he didn't perform well mm. but who on the Jaguars performed well that year it was a lost season in comes a new offensive line coach. In comes Doug Peterson. In comes a new scheme. And all of a sudden, sudden the kid makes a huge jump in his second year. So you've got, number one, a young ascending player, right? And Orlando Brown, as good as he is, is an older descending player. So, yes, I think that's a little bit rich in terms of the, the salary, but Young, talented offensive linemen are hard to find. The Chiefs do a great job of coaching across the board. I think for them, it's a good move. I think too, it's 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 important that 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 we un, that we understand what these teams are have been doing since the season was over. Right? It's not like you play the season and then you just go on to the draft. The first thing your pro personnel people do is go back through and regrade every play of every player on the roster. And then they make a, they give that kid a grade 
and make a decision. Do we want him back? Do we not want him back? Can we improve? Right. And so they knew that they were going to move on from Orlando Brown for a long time. So this is not, they've been doing their due diligence. You look at your team, Denver, they knew they had to improve in the offensive line. And so they've gone out and done that because you only have so many opportunities to improve your football team. Free agency is the first one. Now you look at teams like the bears and the Broncos and the teams that have been proactive in getting starters in free agency. You can go out and draft to the positions that, you know, the other positions that you need. And, you know, for, and it's, it, it's an obvious point, Jeff, but for 14 of those teams, have had three months to, to plan this. And obviously Absolutely. the teams that were in the, that were in the playoffs would be doing that anyway. But, you know, it's, it's been, it's funny because it seems like it was only last month, obviously the Super Bowl a month ago almost, but it's been a while for a lot of these teams. It really, really has. And, and they've been using that to their advantage. And um, want to try and cover over as many teams as we can in the last 10 minutes here. A team that is arguably in a, in a mega rebuild mode uh, to the point where they, they should sell off some areas and start again. Uh, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers obviously losing Tom Brady? Uh, they re-signed Jamel Dean, like, but not just re-sign him. Four years, fifty-two million at twenty-seven years of age, and um, you know that is that's not bad. Jeff, seven interceptions so far in his career, forty-one passes, one touchdown. Uh, people did not think, many did not think that the Bucks would retain him, and they've got something to work around. Uh, Lenny Fournette is out as well. It's 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 a period of rebuild there, but um, they'll be they'll, they'll definitely be delighted about there. Yeah, I I think that keeping Jamel Dean, you know, you don't you, when you go into a rebuild, you you want rebuild around the right guys, right? And if you've got a guy like a Jamel Dean, that what it says to me is that people in that building like Jamel Dean, that he's more than just a good football player for him. He's the kind of guy they. Uh, the kind of veteran they want around during a rebuild. You look at the Titans, for example, who are in a huge rebuild too. You know, they're dropping, you know, they're dropping offensive linemen, like, you know, hotcakes. And it's going to be interesting to see how they go forward. That's a team that is, you know, wow. Yeah, I'm talking about, it's going to be a, looks to be like a long, long process in rebuilding. Tampa's another one that's going through that same thing. You look at Sam Darnold day, what a wacky one that was. He, he goes all the way over to, to San the Niners. Yeah. I mean, but you know, again, you look at the Niners and they're desperate too for quarterbacks. They got a guy just had a arm surgery, you know, uh, we don't know, you know, what the status of, you know, the other quarterbacks got a bad, leg he's had a you know leg surgery and and they don't have that's what they got and so you know he's the healthy court right now if you're playing it's not if the Niners were going out to play the opening day of spring ball or or off-season program or whatever Sam Donald's your starting quarterback and um, I, th- I think it would be it would be you know hard of us not to talk about this Jeff and uh, the Eagles defensive losses today you know like that is concerning from looking at their schedule next year as it stands but look you know i think i think all of us know they could make numerous moves both in free agency and also in the draft over the next few months and find some core talent there of course but you know marcus epps going to the raiders you've got uh obviously we mentioned javon hargrave tj edwards uh and, and not even just that there it's um it's not that bleak in philly but it's it's definitely gonna be a time of readjustment never mind the fact that they've lost coordinators jeff 
it's 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 a difficult time for them. Defensively, it certainly is, and and you know, uh, they've told Darius Slay go out and find yourself a deal. Go out, shocking. Engineer, uh, I mean, that's a top level corner. There's going to be a market for Darius Slay now. The way the Eagles are doing it is they're you know they re, you know they reserve the right to say no in the trade deal, but they've at least encouraged him to go out and see what's on the on the market. And you know you're talking about that's some massive losses on you know on the defensive side of the football. Is there anybody else today, Jeff, that um, has interested you? I mean, we've seen the Cowboys uh, free up some cap space. Uh, seven million now with Michael Gallup's contract. Titans are getting Andre Dillard. Uh, Broncos have actually just got former uh, Jags tight end Chris Manhurts. Uh, as we talk here now, um, it's this is crazy stuff today. Like this is mad stuff. But you feel though at the time of recording, Jeff, ten thirty Monday evening, no wide receiver yet in free agency. That market hasn't opened up yet. Talk of the Broncos trying to shop guys. Any Anything that you've found interesting, not just today, but over the last few days, and anything you're looking forward to this week? I, I think I think the re- receiver thing is one to address because, to be honest with you, Michael, it's not a very deep pool. This is not a great bunch of free agent wide receivers out there right now. You know, you look at Adam Thielen. Yeah, he would be a guy that could be a W3 you know, WR three somewhere and be reliable and catch the ball and all that stuff. But he's not a, you know, he's at the end of his career. You look at Cortland Sutton, he's a guy that, you know, is rumored to be out on his way out of Denver and, you know, he's dealt with injuries and, you know, there's, there's not a Devonte Adams in the bunch, in my opinion. And so uh, I think that, that, that thing will be cool for a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes, you know, all of a sudden the thing will change and, and the you know, draft will will dictate that the value of a guy is different, right? I mean, Alex Singleton sitting there in Denver, your Denver team right now, and he's, you know, one of the leading tacklers in football. And, and they got to get, in my opinion, they need to get him in on board. Um, so there's a lot of work that a lot of GMs are going to have to do over the next few days. Let's talk about this because we don't know if it's going to happen yet. Rogers Jets looks quite looks quite you know it it looks quite I don't want to say certain now, but when you've got guys like Trey Wingo saying it's basically done, you would think first off, well, how long is Rogers waiting waiting to announce this? And and I to, to be fair, I I fully understand the significance of this moment for him, but for for the Jets organization. And the transition that will happen for the Packers organization. So I, so I understand it's not as simple as putting out a, a basic tweet, but this is a blockbuster move. Um, you know, I, the, I, let's let's let's. There's a couple things about the Rogers thing I think are worth talking about. Number one, Mike, what makes me believe that it's going to get done is the fact that in the last few days or last week we've watched Derek Carr signing. New Orleans. We've watched Jimmy Garoppolo leave and go to the Raiders. It's like that game you used to play when you're a kid in school, um, musical chairs, where you, you know, there's eight chairs and nine kids walk around. And then when the music stops, you try and get in a chair as fast as you can. Then they take another one away and you play it. Well, I think that's what's happened. And those are indicators to me when Garoppolo moves 
that's an indicator to me. And car moves, that's an indicator to me that their agents are privy to information we don't have and that the Rogers thing is eminent. Now, which you got to understand who you're dealing with, too. Aaron Rodgers is not um, your average guy, right? He he could say he's going to the Himalayas and heard yaks for all we know, and he on Pat McAfee's show, right? And I thought it was absolutely hilarious that the Jets flew all of their big hitters, head coach, general manager, press, all of them, to to California to meet with Aaron Rodgers to interview Rodgers. There was no interview of Rodgers going on. Rodgers was interviewing the Jets. Let me put it to you exactly that way. Because Aaron Rodgers could have sat in the corner in the lotus position, barefoot, chanting, and they would have still signed him if he said he wanted to come to New York. There wasn't any interview there. The interview was, please love us right please see us as the place where you want to play i think that's going to happen but as you mentioned trey wingo has gone out on the limb and said it's going to happen he better be right <laughs> i tell you what if he's not uh th- this is the thing so th- this this podcast is going out on both rss feeds from about 5 a.m uk ireland time so i mean by dinner time your time jeff at this point th- th- to be fair um so something may have changed. So if you're if you are listening to this, don't hear this. I just don't have the ability to get up before in the morning and edit this. So at the moment, we don't know what's happening. I will say this. I have not been as intrigued about a move like this in a long, long time. Because this really opens up this division massively. Um, so time will tell. And, and I guess we can we can jump on how, another pod. How it, do it does you happen. think, right? How mm-hmm. do you think... Rodgers is going to get along. The Green Bay media is the Green Bay media, right? How do you think small market, Jeff, as well? Small small market. I'm talking about he's going to go into the place in the United States that has the greatest paper, newspaper circulation in the country, right? It's like playing in the premiership in. Like playing for Leeds, Jeff. Okay. You can hit me below the belt like that. It's like playing for Leeds or playing for Arsenal or yeah. London, Chelsea, right? It's just, it's different. And I think this is what's going to happen if he goes there. He's going to be hailed as the savior, right? The savior of the franchise. Yeah. That has not had an elite quarterback since... Big Joe. Yeah. So now, but that's what the paper is going to be like at the start. And then the first time he throws three interceptions in a game, it is going to all hell breaks loose. And then you know how much he does not handle criticism very well, right? Or questioning very well. That would be, that will be price of admission. If this does happen, the other thing is, I'm going to tell you something. Joe Douglas, uh, Salah, mm-hmm. every coach in that room, every coach in that building, most of the people in that building, if it happens, they better win because they have gone all 
in. There are no more excuses. No more excuses now. That is the one final thing I will say to that. I like Robert Sala. I think he's a perfect fit in that organization. And I would like to think that they would have more of a bit of sense around him to at least consider his position if he did go tits up. That's all I'll say. But it, it's early days. We're still talking about what ifs to this happens. But if it does happen, if it does happen, um, I give it a year. And not, not because of the media, because of Aaron Rodgers. I think to try and win in the AFC is just, at the minute, it's it's hard. He's went from the NFC to the AFC, and there's so much talent on, on that side of the of the of the league. Um, I think the media thing is is intriguing. Um, I I don't have it offhand. I, I I'm not exactly sure what the rules are in regards to speaking with the media or the commitments that they have. Something tells me he will be very quiet. He'll have like one word answers. I I think that's what he should do. I think he should go out and just take the piss and just go out and be like, no, okay, yep. Have a good week. Okay, thanks. Bye. And I, th- I think he should do it. And, w- and whatever happens, happens. Because for him, he's he's won a ring. This is this is this is the 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 final hurrah before he goes back to to your neck of the woods in Hawaii and uh, goes into a dark box for for four days. I, I I know Jeff, you do that every February when you come home and you you swear by it. So uh, interesting to see what happens. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Think about. He now has to face Bill Belichick. Twice a year. Twice a year. Vic Fangio. Twice a year. Right? Sean McDermott. Twice Twice. a year. You're talking about three great defensive coaches. Right? Twice a year. Much less some pretty good defensive football players around that league. You know, you look at the, the secondary that, you know, my that uh, the Patriots roll at you, the secondary that the Dolphins have, right? Tredavious White, you know, I don't know if Poyer's going to stick around Buffalo or not. Micah Hyde, I mean, you're talking about some good defenses. They've got the AFC West as well this year, and they've also got the AFC North from what I can see here. Um, no, they, 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 they've got the Browns. Um, they've got the Eagles as well. Um so, you know, I'm just looking at it on on the first basis. That's a that's that's a difficult schedule. That is a difficult, difficult schedule. Um, well, if, if if what everybody says is that he's the missing piece, and that they're going to go, you know, make a deep playoff run with him at quarterback, you're not scared about the schedule because you're going to play the best teams. This is it. You- absolutely. But you, Jeff, you, you hit the nail on the head a minute ago. The second something goes wrong, one thing. That's when we're that. That's when we'll see the real Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm not. I, I'm not concerned about Aaron Rodgers. I'm. I'm. I'm talking about the media. How does the media handle it? How does Joe Douglas handle it? How does Robert Sala handle it? You know how Aaron Rodgers is going to handle it. The way Aaron Rodgers always has. He'll be a pain in the ass to everybody in the media. <laughs> oh God, Jeff. Um... We're going to try and do another podcast for you tomorrow to round up day two on your own podcast network. Appreciate everyone listening to this podcast. If you want to hear Jeff's podcast, it's called the Jeff Reinbold show. Search the Jeff Reinbold show or just search Jeff Reinbold. It'll pop up. It's If you're literally on Apple podcast right now, just press pro football Ireland on the menu and it's there. Please consider subscribing. And if you're listening to this on the Jeff Reinbold show, 
give us a follow as well, Pro Football Ireland. Um, Jeff, I will talk to you soon, my friend. Mahal. All right. Thank you for doing this, Michael. Hi, well, let's, let's, uh, you guys got to go to sleep and wake up and see what's happening tomorrow. I get to sit here <laughs> and watch it unfold all afternoon. Yes, yeah, sir. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. All right. Take care, man.